Sipped too close to the beginning. Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. My name is Alex. And today we have a special guest, second time on the pod. We we don't have many repeats except for five time Tommy. Dylan Dunn, welcome back. How are you doing today, Dylan? It's bad to kill, but it's not bad to die. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Trying to make me cry What's right out of the gate. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I heard, uh, I checked in with Spotify. They said the fans were clamoring for more dill. So, yeah. Uh, I that figured was only right to, to come back. Listenership on. has been down since Encanto Pod. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, we're glad to have you here. Thank you for coming. Um, you, you, uh, you know, w- while we technically brought the subject material to you, the only reason we did so is because you are a lifelong, longtime fan of this movie. Walk us through what your history with this movie. What, what, did you see it in 1999? Are you that old? Oh, wow. Rip, dude. Um, well, first, dude, before we jump in, I just want to take a quick sec. I just want to say I'm um, proud of you guys. I'm happy for all the success. And Alex, things have been jumping off the streams. As long as they keep making all these dumbass TV shows, Alex that's is going to have work. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. Evan, Evan, I know you got some stuff published recently. You got big, exciting art project coming up. So I just want to say you. shout out you guys, man. I've been on a rocket ship since I, uh, since I was last on. We uh, are literally the two dichotomies of like art. Evan's like literally doing drawings and like cartoons, and I'm like covering reality TV, the trashiest form. So, <laughs> thank and with you. our powers combined, we're here making the greatest podcast of all time. Two dudes right. watch um, cartoons. We haven't even said what the, what we're covering today, but we're covering mm-hmm. Dylan's favorite all favorite movie of all time. I don't know if that's true. The Iron Giant, or is it just Iron Giant? I think it's Iron Giant. The, uh, the Iron Giant? Okay. The the makes a difference. You can ask Facebook. So um, this movie is not one I have seen since I was uh, five, six, seven-year-old. Like, it has been a very long time for me. But I remember in college, Dylan, one night drunkenly at a party, was like, Iron Giant is the best movie I've ever seen. And I was like, what? The kid's movie? What do you mean? And since that moment on, I've been like, okay, I got to rewatch this movie. But I won't lie. It took me a long time. I just rewatched it for this podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, I have a pretty interesting history with this movie. We can get into it at some point. But I did watch this a bunch as a kid. But I finally, I rewatched it. I, again, haven't tapped in in probably 20 years. I don't think I saw it in 1999. But I definitely had the DVD. Um, uh, so we watched it a bunch, but I will say this movie, not how I remember it. This movie is, this movie pretty deep, man. This pretty heavy, heavy ass movie. Like this is not a kid's movie. No, Um, no, no, no. there's, there's stuff for all ages in it. Well, well, so fill me in then. Why, why do you love this movie? If you're just now realizing the deep meanings of it. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump right into it. Um, No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm not, I'm genuinely curious. I I don't know the story of, like, it sounds like you're, if you don't want to talk about something, you don't have to. Bizarre. Do you, do you not know why I'm here? Is this just the Evan bit? No, I have no idea. I thought (laughs) you just love this movie. (laughs) 
No, okay. I'm sorry. No, also, I'm not, I, you seem like you're trying to avoid something, and you can. And we can we can edit this out. Like I, I don't I don't know what you're what's going. On. No, let's tear the bandit <laughs> off. So I grew up, you know, way up north, way out in the woods. Not a lot going on. Yeah, As a kid, you know, we had two DVDs at my house. Oh, okay. Um, one was the Notebook, and one was the Iron Giant. So as like a a young lad, <laughs> middle school age Dill. Uh, would always like invite a girl over to watch a silly stop, movie. Stop! Stop! I'm sorry. <laughs> and 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 I couldn't. We couldn't put on. <laughs> we couldn't put on the Notebook because I would risk crying in front of a girl. Uh, so instead, I would put on the Iron Giant. So I watched this movie upwards okay. of twenty times. I made. I understand. I, as a high schooler, made out with no Cut less than probably five chicks, and have received no less. Then two HJs watching this movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. I, you know what? Okay. <laughs> so, no wonder this movie isn't how you remember. You've never watched it fully through. I love the Iron Giant, bro. I'm <laughs> sick that you didn't know the, the history of why so Evan sorry. even asked me to come on, bro. That's no the one idea. true bit. No, I yeah. didn't. <laughs> He's a and subject the way we were talking expert. about it in the group text, I, sh- I should have <laughs> used context clues. I'm so sorry. Okay, so. Uh, so this movie came out in 1999. Uh, Runtime of 87 minutes, incredible. which is incredible. Chef's Perfect. Kiss made on a budget of $50 million, And this is probably why none of us had seen it in 1999. Box office gross of $31 million, So it oh, was it considered flopped. a flop. Um, which I didn't know because this is only talked about with such reference. Yeah. Uh, but I think it took a while for it to accomplish that sort of cult status. The problem movie. was is all these teens were half watching it like Dylan. <laughs> and then it takes them 20 years after the fact to be like, whoa, this movie's fantastic. Whatever value you get, you know. So, <laughs> um, no, but okay. So you, you made the joke about not wanting to cry during the notebook. How did this movie this this movie actually moved me to tears in the end. Like I said, it's been so long since I've seen it. All I remember is Kid Meets Giant. Did not remember Rachel from Friends being his mother. Did mm-hmm. not remember Vin Diesel having the weirdest voice acting career of all time in playing I the st- Iron Giant and then Groot. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I still don't believe it. I think they're just saying that. Like, prove it. <laughs> prove it. Show the behind the scenes. I need to see Vin in studio going, tree. Tree. Rock. They got the audio from him first, it. and they made the movie around Vin uh, Diesel yeah. talking. I'm not sure I buy it. Was, was he big at that time? Like, why is he the voice actor? Why were they That's like Vin so Diesel's? True. We gotta That's get the timeline here. He probably has not blown up yet. He's he's probably Before, this is pre Fast and Furious movies. I'm gonna guess this is pre Fast and Furious. Uh, definitely not pre his first action movie though. He's been in quite a few action movies. I will say I looked up though. This is you know five years into Friends though. Like Rachel, <laughs> I keep calling her that. Jennifer Aniston is not a small get. You know what I mean? She's a big star at this time. Opposite her, Harry Connick Jr., who is now a judge on American Idol. Classic. Just playing know. cartoon Weird. Tommy Lee. Like, is that, I, I couldn't place it for so long, but why is he just literally Tommy Lee? Like, that's so funny little... you said that. 
I said the 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 dude. I go. They go uh, to the studio. They'll go. We need you to draw the guy from Californication. I don't know his name, but I was like, <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah, they're like draw Damn. that guy. Yeah, I was watching with a friend, and she said David. Duchovny. She was like, "Oh, that's David Duchovny." It, so similar yeah, vibe. <laughs> you were, wait, you were watching with a girl again? Chill out, chill out. <laughs> you said it, not me, dude. I'm so sorry. I asked. I really am. Okay, and so, um, well, what are we even talking about? Where are we? Uh, yeah, Gen- Jennifer Aniston is not a small get. She plays uh, the, the main character's mother. So the annoying. Main character's- Hogarth Hughes, who's voiced by someone I feel like was maybe on the up and up as like a kid actor at the time, but I can't. Mm. Eli, I don't know if he's Marion Fall. Definitely not. Um, The flop of this movie hurt his career, unfortunately, I'm guessing. So one of the funniest bits of the whole movie was they start the movie and uh, his mom was like, Hogarth, Hogarth, Hogarth. And I was like, what a weird name. And then literally halfway through the movie, the fucking detective, or excuse me, the uh, the government agent did the same verbal process I did. He's like, Hogarth, Hogarth. What a weird name. And I was like, I said that maybe 20 minutes ago. Speaking the of the detective, has there been a more obvious voice? Have you ever, like, heard someone say one syllable and know exactly who it was so fast? No. Literally go, oh, it's Shooter McCaffrey. Oh, it's that <laughs> asshole. And that it's always an asshole and everything. Like, I caught yeah. that so fast. Um, Shooter what else what is, is his in? real name? I'm struggling <laughs> to find it. Dylan goes, now you're, now you're testing me. Christopher Bro, McDonald. Oh, Christopher okay. McDonald. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, so I, I pulled up his picture. And I was like, is that the guy from the, the villain from Flubber? And it is the villain from Flubber. Oh, my God. Yes, it is the villain from Flubber. And then know. he's also, I feel like he's also the dad in uh, Leave It to Beaver. Just <laughs> yeah, 97. Yeah. Every prick, dude, they just make this guy like, and he crushed it. Honestly, it, it was, it worked well. It was good. It, mm-hmm. For a moment, I thought he was going to be his stepdad in this movie. When, when he Bro. moved in, I was like, whoa, where is this going? Yeah. Why don't we rewind a little bit? Like set the scene. What's, what is the premise of this movie? Where do mm. we start? How do we meet our characters? Uh, Zara, do you want to set us up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, so those who were not in uh, our fraternity, Zard is a shortened version of my last name, but it's the it's the last half, which is the... short for Zard's class. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. even shorter for something else completely. So, okay, uh, we are in the 1950s, and we're in Maine. I'll be honest; I didn't know that till I looked it up on Wikipedia. I assumed since they were so worried about the Russians that we were on. The West Coast, but I was wrong. <laughs> We're is in that Maine. Where Russia is over there. Isn't it was that there way? An East Coast West Coast dichotomy in the Red Scare. Well, no, but I just assumed like if Russia was going to launch something, wouldn't it hit our West Coast? They could wrap around the back. That would take forever. <laughs> I can see Russia from my yeah. I think it's right. It's like touching Alaska. Okay, okay. I guess so, I, I see that. Logic. All right, all right. So I, I I literally thought the whole movie took place in Washington, and then I pull it up on on Wikipedia, and they're like Maine. I was like, fuck me. Um, <laughs> so they're in Maine in the 1950s, and something I really liked about this. So we're gonna start with with the long line of compliments I have for this movie. While this takes place in the 1950s, this feels like a very timeless tale like there's not really anything dating it it doesn't need to be in the 1950s it, it just you know what i mean like that 
it, it just felt like you could watch this as a kid, you could watch this as an adult, and you're gonna take something probably different, but you're gonna you're gonna walk away loving this movie. We first meet Hogarth and his mother, Jennifer Anderson's character, in the diner. We meet a lot of these characters. And one of the things that struck me was like, this is, this is a 90-minute movie. They introduce the characters to us very efficiently. They like throw you right into the setting of the town and the small town life that's in Maine. And that's just like something we don't see in movies. Like, it's like a very 90s, which it is a 90s movie, but it's a very 90s movie feel where they just like put you in the action. It's a little like slice of life. Um, it's not like blockbusters these days that are like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, here's a cameo, here's this or that. Like, I don't know, just right off the bat, it, it puts you right in the action. Yeah, I, one thing I would say, like, as a counterpoint to what you said, Bizarre, is like, I get what you mean. That's like the the feel, it could be like, you watch to the point, it could take place at any time. But we can't talk about this movie without just talking about how it couldn't be more the 1950s than anything else. Because <laughs> the largest theme, which I don't remember at all, is just, the Red Scare and the post-Cold War, like, vibe of America and all, like... I don't know. Like, fear I'm of, still like, weapons and whatever. Russia might invade us. <laughs> well, so, I think... I feel like that's popping back up. It's coming more, like, relevant again. Singular. So, yeah. It's a timeless <laughs> message, bro. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But, yeah, I was like... I was like, dude, I don't... I, I truly did not remember that being, like, over... Like, the shadow over this movie at all. Mm -hmm. And they take it pretty far. Oh, yeah. Um, but then essentially Hogarth is a, um, a latchkey kid. You guys like that term? I, I thought of it during mm -hmm. the movie. His mom works. Uh, <laughs> Dylan's so bad. He's like, read a book. So <laughs> um, his mom works at the diner. Uh, you know, like Evan said, we very efficiently like, you know, she's working there. It looks good. But then Hogarth gets a call later and he's, she's like, I got to work a double again. Like feed yourself some dinner in the fridge. And you just feel that sort of, she goes, no scary movies. And of course, just as a typical kid, he just eats junk food and watches scary movies. I loved how he had his Twinkie and then like supercharged it with the whipped cream. Is that a thing people do? I've never seen that before. Not enough. I'm very, Not enough very tempted to try. There's cream in the middle of a Twinkie. You're saying you need more in there? I want to try Pump it. Up. Yeah. So he's on his own watching scary movies, hears an, a noise or, or something, and then he wanders off into the woods to investigate. And that's where he stumbles upon the Iron Giant, which is this 100-foot-tall sentient robot. Question mm -hmm. for the room. Not to be a noob. Is it alien? I believe so. I did just read something about this where there's, like, deleted scenes where it's, like, you see him on a different planet Ooh. walking with other robots. Oh. So did you guys... They call him an alien. They refer to him as an alien, but like as far as actual backstory, I'm not sure where nice. he came from. So well, I never pictured him as a like a planet of other robots. That's adorable. So I rented uh, rented this on Amazon, and it was the signature edition, which includes that deleted scene, oh. which was added probably I don't know, like ten, fifteen years later. I didn't but see it. I think that does confirm that he is alien. I, literally, it's a dream sequence, and he's walking among. Uh, an army of other robots nice. um nice, nice, but nice. it's not in the original cut which i don't know i feel like confirming its origin takes away from it a little bit why because you like the ambiguity yeah because in the original i think it's brad bird uh who directed this who went on to do the incredible movies um <laughs> but i don't know what also brad bird directed what 
Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol has been on a heater like ever yeah. since this man. We got we got to shout was out his first Mr. Movie. Bird. This was his this first was his movie first that he went movie? on to do The Incredibles, and then he was wow. like, "Now I'm tackling Tom Cruise." Yeah, something else um, big too. I read it, but I don't remember. But he's done a bunch of um, a bunch of classics. Has he? I, I really but, only know him from The Incredibles. Yeah, but in the original cut of the movie. They choose not to like dig into that at all because that's not what the movie is about. And I, I think, mm. I mean, adding it, it's fun to see, but ultimately I don't think it, I think it's like superfluous to the story is, is what I'm trying to get at. So he goes into the woods to investigate finds and finds this giant thing. He gets tangled up in power lines and then uh, Hogarth helps him escape by turning off the electrical grid because there's just one very convenient <laughs> off switch. <laughs> at the power station big let me shut down the whole power for off. the town on yeah. off and we'd get into the dimensions of this movie at some point because they take some serious geometric liberties in this film <laughs> like, okay if this iron giant both picks up a tree like it's the size of his pinky finger but then two minutes later it's just comfortably sitting in a barn <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up the whole time. Like they did not care wherever they had to go. Like they 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 put him there. This man is top. Also, just walking high above the trees, like through town. They're like, "Where's the Iron Giant?" Okay, it's I like, did think that was so funny. As I was like, "Man, I feel like every time he stands up, they should be like, there, it's there." <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. do one of these. Yeah. Like, what the a quick scan. Well, um, one scene that caught me off guard, and I was like, "Oh, this shit is so good!" Is when he was fixing the train tracks. This giant is walking around taking a munch out of literally anything metal that he could get his hands on. Goes up to the train tracks, picks up big, and then the train starts coming. You know, this iconic scene. Hogarth's like, "No, put it back together," and he's like, and he's, "He's like, no, it's fine, it's close enough," and he's like doing literally surgery with these train tracks. And you're like, yeah. "Oh." And it's like classic buzzer beater. He's going to get it. He's going to get away. And everyone's going to be fine. Nope. Train <laughs> athlete smashes. Derailed. And I literally jumped like at that scene. I was like, oh, no way did the train just hit my boy. Like, <laughs> um, so. No, I, I totally get what you mean. But it also shows like his sort of disposition, like his like careful. Well, I don't know. It, I really like that scene. He was like, I got to get it right. One thing, so you mentioned this Iron Giant's going around munching on metal. And so I had like an existential problem here. I was like, what a weird concept. I was like, this robot made of metal is eating metal? And I was like, that'd be like if we, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, we do eat meat. <laughs> I was like, oh, we do eat meat. <laughs> Did it change your perspective? Or are you going to change your diet? I, yeah, no, it looked good. It made me want to eat metal, if anything. I was like, oh, the Iron Giant looks like he's eating good. I should try some of that. Okay, we get to a very interesting part. And this is, I think, indication that this thing is alien. The train discombobulates the whole Iron Giant, fucking throws them all over the place. And they all just pop up like a little antenna and they're like, doop, 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 doop. And they all cartoonishly hop back to each other and reform. And uh, I was like, damn, those Russians got some good technology because at this point I wasn't sure it was alien. So they're in the woods for a bit, but they're like, oh, um, as they're going to head back, he remembers his pal, Harry Connick Jr. Hmm. And uh, they, they decide, he's like, oh, there's hella food in the junkyard and my boy is chill. So, like, let's tap in over the junkyard. Let's let's and stop by, see what he's doing. And a, 
of course, of course, it goes smooth. Because why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it go chill? I have a question. This I think is a common trope in movies, but sh- should people not be concerned of a, a stranger adult befriending a child? Like he doesn't know oh. his mother. They're not family friends. He's hanging not out yet. with them. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Different. the '90s, baby. Yeah. Could you imagine that mom being like, "Oh, how did you meet your husband? Oh, my eight-year-old son introduced us after he took his pants off in the restaurant." <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, he's chill. He's cool. He's, he's cool. the guy who took his pants off in the restaurant, Bob. Yeah. It's a different time in that this movie was made in the '90s and is about the '50s, but that time gap is also almost the same time gap as us talking about this movie oh, wow. being made in the '90s. Maybe another decade. And one more decade and we're, we're, more, we're pushing it. But yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. But so, no, you're right. It is. It, it's like uh, it's like in the 90s how they were making that 70s show. It is interesting. They're they're looking at it from a different perspective. Um, but that is weird, though, because one, his his friendship with Dean. Dean, that's his name. Dean. Harry Connick Jr.'s character. But also, two, when the government guy comes to town. And just bunks with them. Why is he invited to the home? I don't. She, she, I didn't. They rented. I. I. I had to rewind because I was like, "Why is he living here?" <laughs> and the mom goes, "Oh, isn't it good, Hogarth? We finally rented out that room. So they've been trying to rent out a room. It's it, the dialogue's tight, man. This is how they kept it under ninety minutes. <laughs> in other, in a lesser movie, we see her hanging up like room for sale sides. You know what I mean? There's a whole scene. But I, I do think this begs the. The question, not it's not a question. I'm just using phrases. Can we talk about how they just made the mom like the biggest bird on earth? Like this shit is so wild. That's how you know this movie's from the '90s because they just didn't even put one ounce of work into the mom's character. No, she invites this dude into their house, and clearly they have some kind of weird vibe because why don't they? And then not to skip ahead, but then she just she just ends up with the other guy. It's like just dude, anyone that walks past her like, oh that's her love interest. I'm like, that's, bro, she's a, like a pretty bad mom and not that attentive and also like just a floozy. Like what why did they do this to this woman? <laughs> this was my no. read. I was like We gave her a little bit of characterization when they all go to the junkyard and she's critiquing his art pieces. She's like, All all that stuff looks slapped onto the Iron Giant. I like some of these pieces. They're they, so have they had more similar interests, Dylan. Okay. Bro, but yeah. no, she you was flirting. <laughs> no, that she was flirting, bro. It's like when a girl gets into basketball for her guy. Yeah, no, I got it's you. Like when a girl uh, pretends to really love Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude. Chill out, dude. Okay. I told um, you that in confidence on a podcast. <laughs> so the one thing with her, too, the opening scene, they're in the power plant, and he's like, Mom, Mom, there's a giant in the power plant. You got to come see it. And she's like, I don't have any time for this. You're seven, whatever Hogarth is. You think you convince your mom to take the extra 30 steps to go check to see the giant? Because, like, the whole movie's over if he, like, is able to be like, no, 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 no. you have to see this. Like, I'm not getting in the car. Mm. Yes, I think I convinced my mom. <laughs> yeah, I wore my mom I down my to. Mom. Yeah, I wore my mom down for a lot of different things. I think I'd be like, no, come check this out. <laughs> At the very, very least, to retrieve his uh, his little BB gun. Mm, smart. One of the sequences I really like is is the hand of the Iron Giant that is removed. Uh, he's trying to hide it, sneak it around the house, and then that's where Christopher McDonald's character uh, introduces himself. Mr. Manley. And, 
Is that his name, Mr. Manley? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, Agent Manley. What arm of the government do you think he would be? Because he never says. Ooh. He's got like a, a, a coy. He's like, I can't tell you what branch of the government I work. Well, his line where he's like, if I had, to, if I told you, I'd be uh, decommissioned or whatever. I don't even remember what he says. I mean, it's got to be the FBI, right? Yeah. This keep in mind. This is pre. <laughs> this is pre nine eleven. So they pretty much had the one agency at that point. Uh, <laughs> this is not too many options. They weren't all that worried about stuff. Uh, so, um, yeah, I purchased the FBI at large, probably, I would say. It'd be my vote. You know what? It is so the FBI's motive to just try to kill their problems. You know, like, they're just, like, assassinated. <laughs> Fucking take them out. Kill the Iron Giant. So one of my other favorite parts is how it's just like, Manly, like, Manly, we need evidence. This this thing took a bite out of a fucking car, bro. It's not like, enough evidence. Like, Your boss is just like... Send him a picture of the car, bro. There's a bite taken out of it. Well, like, yep. he okay. eats the rest of the car. This is a 50. So what do you mean send him a picture? You gonna, what, you gonna like use the U.S. Postal Draw Service? A picture. That's mm. so true. Wow, I forgot they didn't have Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Couldn't um, DM it to him. Did they, did they have <laughs> po- instant Polaroids, though? Like the, the, no, the he had to do it in that... the dark room. Oh, was there literally a darkroom scene? Well, it was in the bathroom. Oh, there was a... And I thought the mom was oh. legit going to spoil the photo. And I was like, oh, classic. He's not going to get this photo he needs. But being like, are oh, you yeah. okay and then in he there? Finds a, he finds the selfie, yeah? He, he finds, finds the selfie of Hogarth and the, and, the, and the giant. He Is goes, that the... gotcha, Hogarth. Could the Iron Giant thrive in a post-social media era? My column. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're glossing over it because a lot of it is just like, but like they become besties. You know what I mean? It's mm. very man befriends wild animal, though, if that makes any sort of sense. Man, now that we're thinking about it, it's kind of like man befriends an alien. Now, it makes it, I'm connecting these dots. It's, def- this movie it's definitely to me, alien. This movie to me is E.T. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just very E.T. Never seen E.T. Is, this, <laughs> is that a joke? Is that a big I, deal? <laughs> no, I've never seen E.T. I don't know that I've seen the whole thing, to be honest. What? There we go. Okay. It's classic. <laughs> I mean, but ready for this? You haven't seen it, but you nailed the plot. It is. This is very E.T. This podcast is supported by Lumina. Lumina is an AI-powered webcam that makes you look good on every video call. 4K resolution, adaptive color correction, autofocus and bokeh so you get that nice blur in the background, and of course my favorite feature, the AI camera man that follows you around the frame to keep you centered at all times. Zhuzh up your video calls and stop looking like dog doo-doo with Lumina. You can use promo code 2dudes for 10% off your purchase at getlumina.com. That's code T. W-O-Dudes at GetLumina.com. Back to the podcast. So dudes watch cartoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're, we're dancing around it. Let's get into the deep philosophical lessons this yeah. movie throws at us. Yeah, there's a pivotal scene. Obviously, I think the turning point of the movie is when they're in the woods and they see the hunter and they see, which is, again, there's a lot of references in this movie. Like, it's just ba- like, is it a Bambi reference or like, seems like it. Is it like a blatant? It's like, it's it literally a, seems like the footage of, from Bambi. It was like, a ripoff for um, sure. <laughs> and also did the, the raccoon from Pocahontas also makes a cameo. I missed that one. <laughs> in the flood. I'm pretty theme. sure. <laughs> but yes, precisely. But so they witness this deer get shot hunted shot by these hunters and the giant goes from being you know he's considered what a weapon or an alien or whatever and he gets pretty bummed yeah about this, about this deer 
And yeah. that's when Hog Hogarth takes some time to explain to him, like, well, it's not okay. It's not okay to kill, but it is okay to die, which... Yeah, because... What the... F oh, my God, bro. <laughs> that's, like, the most profound thing that's ever been said. Actually, I don't know what it means precisely, <laughs> but, like, it's a that's a banger, bro. Oh, I totally get it, because the, the giant is really struggling, because if you remember, it, it tried to, like, pick the deer up, kind of like, like, it was like a, like a Simba uh, moment with his dad, like, come on. And he, he was, like, upset about the whole thing, because he didn't, the, the giant didn't understand, because, I mean, realistically, the giant is not going to die if you're, you know, Hogarth was like, well, you're metal. He goes, you do think mm -hmm. and feel, though. Uh, and he's like, that means you have a soul, and souls never die. That was another one that fucking got me. I was like, damn, that's so fucking good. Like I said, I just think it was important to contextualize, like, the hunters did the wrong thing here. The deer did nothing wrong. Ev everyone dies, and that was when the giant literally was like, oh, you, you die? He's like, well, yeah, eventually. I think it's Brad Bird who's quoted as saying, like, part of the, the pitch for this movie is, like, what if a gun didn't want to be a gun anymore? Or like, no, because and that's his whole struggle, the Iron Giant's whole struggle. <laughs> no, it actually it is a sweet idea, but when you put it like that, it sounds pretty fucking stupid. But, um, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> dude, um, but uh, no, this really does become the emotional through line of the entire movie. Obviously, this alien that has been you know misused or characterized for its power and destruction against its mm -hmm. will. And you're watching him become like more of a sentient being with feelings and shit. And it is really powerful stuff. It is. Uh, in the context of this silly little movie. Okay. I found the quote marginally less stupid than what I, what I just said. It's, <laughs> this was part of his pitch, though, was what if a gun had a soul and didn't want to be a gun? I think I like yours more. <laughs> this was, what's really great is this gets into like themes of life, death, and a little bit of morality. What's but soul? what's really nice is yeah yes the soul part of it because like it's it's very uh dr frankenstein makes the monster that he's like you're a lot like what is life if if so just because someone put together this robot it, is the iron giant not alive but hogarth begs the question doesn't even contemplate the existential problems with what he's saying but he says you think you feel you that means you have a soul and i was like okay if that's How the criteria because that's what? pretty profound shit for is he like seven what what is he I don't, yeah he's young he's like seven or eight he's young i guess he also he quite young. but that's part of you know that's part of like what what kids like they just they say like the simple most honest truth right like yeah. isn't yeah. no he's got a young because if he was any older he wouldn't be able to probably like he, say some shit he'd like say, that like, you're so a robot profoundly. so no yeah. Yeah. I learned in class. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those kids. Robot teacher says. says yeah. yeah. When is Jennifer Aniston's single mother character have the time to be having these discussions <laughs> with Hogarth? That's true. He's been. We're struggling with rent this month, but this is what a soul is. Here's morality. <laughs> Here's what's right. Yeah. Wrong. But that's part of what I think makes it so touching is because, like, I think if you're watching this as a kid. You're just like, hmm, yes. But as an adult, we're able to be like, whoa, what a wildly profound and impactful statement. You know what I mean? When you can, when anyone can view it and, and, and get different meanings from it. Inevitably, then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. <laughs>
Mm-hmm. Another thing, before we get to like the actual climax of it, just speaking of the size of the Iron Giant, there's a part where he's in town and he's literally taller than every single building. And so I, you, you got me really questioning the tree, him grabbing the tree yeah. like a pencil versus the tree in the barn versus at town. He's like three times the size of the buildings yeah. when they look at him in the rear view mirror from a couple miles away like when the military is driving but away. when he's in town i don't actually think he's taller than any building like when they're all in town <laughs> so it's no. just that one no. shot of him towering over the city that barn would be mouse kilimanjaro bro like what are we talking about get me fucking for real anyway that's just that's i thought it was funny it's hey movie magic baby just yeah. do whatever mm-hmm. i didn't question it it's so great no it's so funny now that you say that <laughs> before yeah. hell breaks loose plot wise i do love when uh vin diesel goes kawabunga jumps in the pool and creates a tidal wave and the town is still like where is the iron giant i'm having the time of his life <laughs> in the woods Oh, we totally missed the Iron Giant has brain damage? Concussion? What are we calling this little dent in its head? I guess that would be a concussion. Was that from the train? I didn't think it was. I thought it was from landing on Earth, but it's probably from the train. Uh, I don't know. We'll have but to when it fixes itself, when it unconcusses, unconcusses uh-huh. it becomes, you know, weapon of mass destruction. And this is where the movie, yeah. I was like, oh, this is a sci-fi movie. Yeah, but at what cost? Yeah. We missed Hogarth once again teaching him right and wrong. Is like, you're not a villain. You always use your powers for good. And he teaches him our good buddy Superman lessons. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why. I do, that, do you have to get the rights from DC to do that? Like, can you just say Superman in, in anything and that's fine? It's a Warner Brothers movie, so they may oh. be had... Right. You're right. You're right. They have the rights. Uh, were we really worried about IP like that? I was. In 1999? Oh, I was. You were? In 1999 specifically, I was so worried <laughs> about it. No, but as soon as it popped up, I was like, wow, can you just like make a movie and like reference Superman so casually like that? But I, I do think Evan's right. I think the studio actually has the rights to both. That's honestly so infuriating to me. Like, why? You should be able to just say the word Superman. I don't think you can. Name, I guess the name. Yeah, the, oh, like the name's now? trademarked and shit. So yeah. I, I think I, I really don't think you'd be <laughs> able to. But no, it is owned by the same studio. But I, I thought that was such a nice touch because uh, as uh, we discussed in whatever order, maybe future, maybe in the past about Superman, uh, he is the beacon of, you know, he's the first superhero. He's the beacon of hope. And, you know, this is what the Iron Giant chooses to attach to. It's just really cute. And it's it's. uh I don't want to say childlike but it, it it's like you know it's the it's the optimism that really only a child can can inspire like yeah that. he's a pretty brave dude too hogarth he stared down like the cannon bro oh. <laughs> he says you are not a gun bro that, everyone gets to choose who they are mm. talk about trust between the two he literally stared uh-huh. a plasma cannon in the face also like i said this took like a real sci-fi turn like He's got his own sort of beam. He had like a laser beam, but then he switched it up and it was like, let me shoot this green ball that, like, I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Where is the mythos? I'm shocked, you know, WB didn't do like a a cartoon series of of, uh, Iron Giant in space. Yeah. It's coming, bro. You didn't hear? (laughs) A nine part movie uh, fucking series. Iron Giant, Iron Giant Strikes Back. 
Iron Giant, the return of the Iron I mean, Giant King. He's still out there as like a piece of IP, though. He was in Ready Player One. The oh. Iron Giant was. Um, I haven't seen it, so I don't know to what extent. But he's no, also well, no extent. It, it's a it's a background. In, uh, Space Jam Two. He's he's in that world. So they recognize he's, that he's popular. He's in the Warner Brothers. Um, they're like fighting game multiverses as a playable character. So whoa, I think. He's coming. You know, yeah, something's coming. I don't know. Maybe. Honestly, I was just being an asshole, but I'm here for it. I changed my mind. They should do that. Reboot the Iron Giant. Do you want a live action or do you want another animated one? What do you mean live action? What, like a human playing Hogarth? And Vin, oh, Diesel, okay, in yeah, a, yeah. And Vin Diesel in an iron suit. <laughs> you had me a fucking under the ocean picturing live action. Iron Giant, like, but it's real? Um, Yeah. Um, you know me as someone who hates cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely choose live action. Dylan, is this the first thing that we've covered that you've actually watched? Because you famously yes, listened to more all of our episodes. He watched in content. He was on the podcast. Uh, that's true. He, I, that's I true. get whatever the joke he's going for. Dylan listens to every single episode of our podcast and rarely has watched whatever we're talking about. <laughs> he's a real one. I'm just a fan of you guys, bro. I'm just a fan of you guys. <laughs> we're a fan of you um, as well. I, dude, I've been receiving. I'm like on a heater of shoutouts, bro. Just thank you, Brissard. Yeah, always name dropping me to to the for the value of no one or nothing. But <laughs> you know, I'm listening, so I appreciate you. You uh, shout me out. Yeah, I know you're there. Okay, um, but so we love our listeners. We do, we do, we do. Um, Weapon of mass destruction. Oh yeah, Hogarth stares him in the face and is like, "You are the one that can choose. And I really like the visual difference of red eyes is like, he's in rage mode and then he like snaps out of it and he's back to being goofy Vin Diesel. That's pretty weird because it's the opposite with you, Rizard. What do you mean? (laughs) When you have red eyes, you're you're very sweet jolly mode. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best joke we've had on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we peaked. We peaked. That was too good. <laughs> oh, sometimes you get lucky with one, man. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. So, um, so the climax of the movie, it gets pretty freaking dark at the end. They They're nuke him. Facing nuclear holocaust in this small town. And the Iron Giant chooses to sacrifice himself mm. and goes to head off the nuclear missile. What did we think of Mansley? Calling the strike on the city and the general having to be like the iron giant standing right next to us, you idiot. Bro, he goes out like a bitch. He goes, bro, I like don't want to die. <laughs> he goes, yeah, the general goes, wait, you're right. The general goes, we're going to die for our country, sir. He goes, screw that. I don't want to die. And tries to like get out of there. A la like that douche from Titanic who's like women and children. And then he like grabs it, a random kid. <laughs> yeah. Also, that is, that is funny. Like. We're doing the bit of like, all you had to do is turn around and look. Forgetting that's literally what they fucking do at the end. It is. They're driving off. And he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, man, he's like, bro. They turn around and go, oh, there is a big fucking giant. I almost thought it was going to be like slapstick. And they're like, we're tired of listening to you, Mansley. And they keep driving for a minute. Like, yeah. like they don't like, look. He just freezes. Yeah. Man, yeah, he freezes for a second. More modern Mansley, art. Has like 
three car accidents in this movie. I guess the first one's not really an accident, but it's his car getting chomped by the Iron Giant. Then he gets sandwiched between the, the, the military caravan when they all turn around to look at the Iron Giant. And then when he's trying to drive away at the end and the Iron Giant blocks him head on into that. Yeah. He must be concussed. You know what that means? Live action Iron Giant. Yeah. But Miles Manly played by Miles Teller. <laughs> oh my god. King of the car accidents. What <laughs> yeah, what, what is that? Uh what was it called? Spider something? Spider face? What are you spider head? Out the oh, spider head. Yeah. That was, was intense. That shit is so funny, man. I uh, mean, it cannot stop crashing his goddamn car. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's got to be him in the live action. You've sold me so. Um, but, uh, oh, we get the, 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 the I love this part where, uh, you know, the nuke. Uh, also, interesting trajectory for the nuke. I never once would have thought, like, so up and then so down. I'm always picturing more like a, like a more, like a, I don't know. It was, it was crazy to me. But so the, they launched the nuke into the air and the Iron Giant was like, don't follow me like Hogarth did like earlier. I don't have the same cadence Vin Diesel does, you know. Maybe that's why he got paid the big bucks for it. But um, he he was like, don't follow. And then he fucking flies off into space. And I do. There's a moment earlier where he's like, you can fly. I'll be honest. When he's like, Hogarth, you stay. Uh, that's what he and says. And he's about to looks up. He's about to fly off. Hogarth goes, I love you. And I almost cried. I yeah. literally. It's so cute. I choked up. It was almost like, shocking. Tears though. Yeah. Warm. I agree, Dylan. Incredible. I don't know why it caught me off guard a little. Well, so he yeah. didn't say it back. I was like, bro, say I was it like, back. We didn't get to that step in in like our social or like our conversational practice. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that shit comes out of left field. I was like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I love you. He's <laughs> like, bro, that was that was powerful. But I was like, oh my god. Also, don't. But uh, okay, either way, it's cute. It's yeah. cute. <laughs> so it was a box office flop. Went on to achieve this cult status. It's widely revered as one of the best animated movies yeah. of all time. I get why. It's 90 minutes. Mm. And none of it's wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it's like so earnestly optimistic, so earnestly about love and, and morality. And it's anti-war, like anti-war, anti-gun, anti-war, anti-gun. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of these things. It, it's not veiled. It's not cracking jokes. And that's not to say there aren't funny moments in this. Like, I think the NRA kept this movie down. They knew it would change. It would brainwash a whole generation to be anti-gun. Shit like that be happening, bro. That's what I'm Don't saying. I'll bring up the golden compass. I'll bring up the golden compass for no reason. <laughs> but, Wait, uh, am I missing a conspiracy theory? What do you mean? Oh well, I mean the. Golden Compass is like very anti-church, and they oh. stifled that movie. Anyway, we can oh. cut this shit out too. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, Evan, I, I think that was very nice uh, closing thoughts that you gave. So I'm going to retroactively mm-hmm. make that your 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 closing thoughts here, Dylan. That's what fine. what what are your closing thoughts on the movie before we uh, before we wrap up here? Well, last time with Encanto, I just used this time to make yet another inappropriate joke, so I will not do the same. Um, but yeah, shout out to Iron Giant, man. As Evan was saying, like these. It's just such an earnest movie. Like, I don't even think of this as a kid's movie. It's just a movie about a kid. There's, and and this is, this is the kind of movie that they just would never give a shit to make these days because these themes, we're talking about like real important emotional themes and it's so genuine, so earnest and there's no frills. The other thing that was weird, like you mentioned it was 90 minutes. Like this movie did not feel short. I was like, oh cool. It's 86 minutes. Yeah. 
But I was like, damn, this shit is still going. I was like, well, there's 20 minutes left. I was like, I've been watching this for 42 minutes. <laughs> it was just a fully, like, re fully realized and, like, really brings you in. And also, never mind. <laughs> I don't even have it in me. You're good. I don't even have it in me. Watch the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. That's, how I, that's how I feel. Shout out to Iron Giant. That's my dog. Yeah. I think what's a great part about this podcast is we do get to revisit these type of things that I probably w wouldn't have watched again. But this movie is literally top of the line from from like uh, like you both were saying, no thrill, no, no frills, like no excess. It is it's very robust. I think when you were speaking, Dylan, there is so much that happens in a short amount of time and it. It just, uh, like, a lot happens, but a not a lot happens, too. It's this beautiful relationship. I really like what you said, Dylan. It's not a kid's movie. It's just a movie about a kid. I think that's, like, really the best way to put it. And this is a movie that, you know, uh, besides the giant iron robot, like, this isn't a movie that relied on being, like, animated. It wasn't, like, there was many moments it could go, like, Looney Tunes-ish, like, hiding the iron giant behind a tree. Or, like you, know, like, you know, it had a little of that, but it did not, like rely on on that to be the plot of the movie like we were saying how it almost doesn't matter that it's of alien origin it makes it better that you don't know it, mm. if you don't think about how he's hiding this iron giant it, it makes the movie a lot better so you know it, it is something that i think um if you have not watched in a long time really good to revisit because i i was entertained from start to finish and like evan said i, I got teary-eyed at the end so it is, you know, widely revered now. And part of it flopping is they talk about it on the Wikipedia is like Warner Brothers just had essentially no marketing plan for this. Like mm. when it got time to release it, they're like, oh, we don't have any serial tie ins or any like. So I think they just fumbled the bag all around with this movie. It had a budget of 50 million made less than that, but its budget was significantly smaller than any like Disney equivalent at the time because this followed quest of camelot which was like a box office underperformer mm. in their terms so um brad bird says that it was like half the budget half the timeline to make this movie and weirdly enough it's it's incredible not because of those reasons but in spite of those reasons uh probably their most highly revered movie of all time he just goes for it man yeah they, like that's what they don't do with movies anymore he goes for it. he's like i'm gonna make a movie i'm gonna make a cartoon about fucking communism. Yeah. And like, they just, they don't do that shit anymore, man. No, like, you're yeah. right. Uh, and make it super earnest, and then I'm going to make you fucking cry because a little boy tells a suspiciously sized giant uh, that he loves him in the end. So, yeah. Shout out, Brad Bird. I looked it up. He went on to make Ratatouille. Oh, no classic. Way. I didn't know that. He's got that Pixar in him. Um, Wow. That was great. Famously known from, from, wait, why can't I think of it? From Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. It's then we went on to inspire Rakakuni. <laughs> That's funny. The, the greatest character of all time. Um, yeah. Wow. What did you guys give it on a scale of five stars? Hmm. I'll go first. I'm giving it five stars. And I think wow. that's the first five I've given. That is definitely the first five you've given. It's a perfect movie. I think it's a five, bro. You're going five as well? Oh, my God. Not the peer pressure. First of all, I've only watched five cartoons. So one through four is taken. So five is the only slot I have left. This is the, be this is the best of the five. So it's a five star for me, bro. Okay. We'll give it 4.5. I, I, uh, I feel it's great. Uh, it, it, is, uh, it is very close to being a perfect movie, if not a perfect mm -hmm. movie.
Nice. Fuck it, I'll give it All a right. five. You guys convinced give me. Give it a five. This is <laughs> there it is. Doesn't may take much to twist my arm. All right, what do you got as far as news, Alex? <clears throat> okay. Um first bit of news. Our boy, Guillermo del Toro, Pinocchio. They won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Thought it was big news. I was excited for them. I'm happy for Guillermo. Well deserved. I was kind of rooting for Puss in Boots. Though. <gasps> How did I, I know you were gonna say that? <laughs> I was rooting for Pinocchio. I I, I think <laughs> If we're talking about like perfect movies, that that is one that I thought was perfect. Go ahead. I was obviously rooting for Marcel the show. Oh, right, yeah, right. that was in there, right? I, yeah, it was. In ready there. for this? I don't think I I haven't seen it. I I know that's uh, I know. I'm sorry. How dare you not see a cartoon, bro? I know. Well, ready for this? I think if Marcel the shell is in the animated category, I think Avatar also should have been in the animated category. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but I I I don't think it should be in the best picture. I follow. I'm following that. Uh, while we're on the topic of the Oscars, Jamie Lee Curtis, Best Supporting Actress, deserved? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, especially for that performance. Fun performance, well, good performance. But If this was an Oscars pod, you could get me going, bro, because I actually paid a lot of attention to the Oscars. I'm sure you News. guys do as well. But uh, that's a career award, and you got to give it to her because it's probably the best chance. No. So like, I have no qualms with it. That... Did she specifically deserve it this year in like a in a vacuum? Hell no, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the other chick from Everything Everywhere All at Once That's, had my vote. I know, Evan, you felt there was an issue. There yeah. was a girl was say- in the same movie as Jamie Lee Curtis who had way more screen time and and literally stole the show, in my opinion. So that was a snub. You want to talk for about this? crying at a movie, bro. Talk about crying at a movie. <laughs> I also thought, um, is her name Stephanie from The Whale? I actually was kind of rooting for her. I thought she was amazing. I haven't seen The Whale. That's The Whale slap? Oh, The Whale was amazing. Oh my God! You guys haven't Damn, seen the whale. Oh. Haven't seen the whale. I think that's actually a hot take. I, I think people may roast me for it. it. I, I, I know there's people, a lot of uh, backlash about it. It's but I, I actually have never like ugly cried in a movie before, like in a movie theater. It, like I was the guy who was like, <laughs> I needed a moment to like catch myself. Um, yeah, it was really great. Brendan Fraser very deserved. Um, yeah. But my last bit of news that I have here, they are making a remake of the Flintstones. And it's uh it's an adult comedy series set two decades after it. So it's called Bedrock. And uh some of the cast is pretty interesting. It's got uh Elizabeth Banks, it's got the guy from Barry slash Dodgeball. Uh we could play Dodgeball. And uh, uh, it's got Joe Lo Tr- Trugolo. Is that his name? Does it Joe rhyme? Lo. Why are you going to bring him up today, bro? Joe, <laughs> Why? You don't like sorry. Dylan's celebrity no, you, looks you know, like? You know, that's what people, people say that's my fucking <laughs> celebrity look like. Because all my friends are dickheads. He wasn't me. <laughs> so fucking mean, bro. Uh. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but so uh, Evan said it best. He goes, did we not learn from Velma? <laughs> Bro, who needs that? that who wants it? Ass. Not to bring us back to it, but I think Angela Bassett deserved best supporting this year. Oh, yeah. She was up for it, too. Yeah, you're mm. right. She, she should have got it over Jamie Lee Curtis also. That's what I'm saying is I think there was three deserving people more than Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And that knocks out the career award concept as well. That's crazy. Yes. She's right there. And she was acting her ass off, bro. She... Kind of, she kind of stole, like, that she movie. stole the show with some of her scenes. You're right. Mm-hmm. For real. Shout out Angela Bassett. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan, did we watch that together? Black Panther 2 in theaters? I feel like Yes. I was going to say. Yes, yeah. for sure. That's the one where the man had little fish feet fucking flopping around. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's, that's why I was giving a hand job during that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to have to rate this podcast triple X. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I asked Evan before. I said, I said, bro, are we going there? I didn't know. And Evan said, duh. <laughs> I swear to you, Dylan, I did not know. I, I was not like poking. I thought, I thought you were setting me no. up at the beginning. I was like, you really want to talk about HJ's no, I'm off? I'm so the- sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Classic, though. Okay. Oh, um, let's wrap up here. <laughs> News for Dylan, personally. Oh. Jamal Williams, the Detroit Lions player who famously loves anime, mm-hmm. has been traded to the mm-hmm. Saints. Yeah. That's, That's a tragedy true. Not for traded. Me. As an anime fan, <laughs> I'm sure a tragedy for you as a Lions fan. <laughs> yeah. How are you Yeah, coping? I know that. Honestly, I um, was pretty bummed. The thing about being a fan of anything is just fickle as hell because they signed someone else and now you just love that guy. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, it's the best and I set it up. Then I was like, damn, that means he's never coming on TDWC, bro. <laughs> now it's going to be way harder to get him on TDWC, right. bro. If we don't have so, the way. We've tried. So, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I uh, respond Dylan, to his stories from the dudes. Did you say you had something you wanted to mention before we uh, before we sign off? Yeah, one last thing, guys. If you need, this is um, <laughs> this is downtown Dale's bit of the day. If ever you wake up in the morning, you're super hungover. You say, and someone asks you if you're going to do anything or get out of bed. You say, "Sorry, I'm still coming together like the like the Iron Giant, piece by piece." Um, <laughs> Absolutely kills what well, one out of every hundred people on earth. So go ahead and use that at your leisure, ladies and gentlemen. That's a great one. Make sure you write that down. Rewind if you have to. Make sure you get it right. Okay. So thank you for listening. If you are loving our podcast and are looking, if you are loving our podcast and looking for extra ways to support, we do have a support the pod tab in our social media links. Thank you for being here. If you want more two dudes, please check out our other episodes on Apple, Spotify, and on YouTube as well. Please follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, and uh, you know, make sure you hit that like button wherever uh, wherever you're listening to us at. And uh, like I said. <laughs> like like the Iron Giant, we piece this podcast together piece by piece. Uh, Dylan, do you want to plug plug anything? Dilly reads. Nope, I don't <laughs> got shit, bro. Send me a text, All right. guys. Hey, thank you for coming, Dylan. This was so much fun. <laughs> we appreciate. It. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Love you. Proud of you guys and all your success, man. We'll tap in soon, bro. We uh, will catch you next time. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. So do those watch cartoons.